what is good america welcome back to another episode here on what's the word entertainment of course i am your one half of your host sherm got my partner in crime old bed what's going on with you homie how's everything doing all right sir happy saturday to you happy saturday good morning good morning to you and everyone out there um appreciate you folks joining and listening in once again uh we're up early in a saturday morning getting uh getting this work in ready to start our weekend get it going but first up you know we wanted to talk about a few topics here in what's the word entertainment so let's get it going obed uh first up let's uh, talk about the nba and more so the catastrophic organization which is called the brooklyn nets um first and foremost they fired their head coach steve nash earlier this week um just like tumultuous time there in brooklyn you know dealing with the katie Kyrie situation for the, you know from the beginning and things like that and it was just more like it was just so much up and ups and downs and more more downs than ups with the brooklyn nets ever since steve nash came there this is a coach that Steve Nash is a, is a former player, obviously a Hall of Fame player, never had any sort of coaching experience, but yet he was given the job to lead this Brooklyn team with the likes of KD and Kyrie. Um, zero coaching experience whatsoever and started out this season two and five and looks like Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, just said, you know what? Enough is enough. You're out of here. Meanwhile, Kyrie is on a whole nother level himself. He got suspended just the other day. Um, and we we're going to get into that. But I mean, I'm wondering if it was too early in this year to let Steve Nash go. There's only seven games in. They went two and five. Get it? You're two and five. Okay. Bad record. There's only seven games in. So let's figure it out. What's, what's going to kind of, what's going to happen. I mean, I'm not really sure what they even need really to be successful with, with this team. Um, Yeah, man, Sherman, it's, it's a mess. Um, Honestly, Oh, some of my source of, sources have made it seem or appear that it was more of a mutual, like Steve Nash came to them and was like, this isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be let out of his contract. I think maybe they wanted to try to keep him. But, you know, as a coach, you are closer to everything that happens in the team than the people in the front office. So uh, be assured that Steve Nash saw it was a train wreck waiting to happen, a mm. car accident waiting to happen before it spilled out to the front page with a lot of the things we've seen of late. So, you know, I think he's just pretty much sort of writing on the wall and was like, yo, let me get up out of here. A hundred percent. I mean, with the schedule that they have coming up and the games that they were going to be playing, they're just going to be losing a ton of games. And him as a basketball mind was able to see that, like, they're just not getting it done. They're not playing defense. These games are blowing up over a hundred points. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really only taking it to specific teams that we know are not good. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you beat Washington by 40, you know, 30 plus, but they're mm -hmm. trash. So, right, right. um, you, yeah, you barely, no, barely beat Toronto, you barely beat Toronto. Um, and I don't look at them as, uh, as a, you know, top of the nfc eastern conference uh, <laughs> uh roster um you know uh i don't know who the next coach's head coach is going to be maybe doc rivers you know well they're pieces no well they're no because remember doc is coaching out in philly but there's they're going after suspended celtics head coach ima adoku um remember he was suspended earlier in the year uh earlier this offseason because of an improper relationship with a staff member Within the, within the Celtics organization. So they're actually, um, according to ESPN's Ramona Shelburne, they're kind of in working through the final steps 
uh, of basically betting uh, M.A. Doka for the for the Nets for the Nets head coaching job. Oh, so wow, I didn't know that. remember now, I remember M.A. Doka. He he was a former assistant with the Brooklyn Nets before before going over to Boston. And this is a guy who took the ball to the Boston Celtics to the finals last year. They came up short, but still, you know, took them over, took them to the finals in his first year as head coach there. And so now Brooklyn's like, and then Boston's like, hey. Boston, if Boston don't want this dude for having, I mean, I'm I, I don't have all the facts about his the reasoning for his suspension. I know it was they were yeah, saying it was an improper so. relationship, but it was a consensual relationship between him and this woman. Yeah. Um, and I believe the issue was that she was a staff member, and I believe she was married as well too. Um, so I think you know that played a part in it. But um, if they don't want him to be the coach, then fine. Don't they don't want him to be the coach? Somebody else right. will gladly take his talents, you know, and be yeah. be the coach. You know what I mean? Bring him so, over. He'll, he'll curse all your kids out. Bring him over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but this Brooklyn Nets team, Ben Simmons still not playing. I mean, because he's Ben Simmons, we you know he doesn't really play basketball. Um, right. <laughs> let's just let's just say, let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, he's been out. He's, he's still out. Katie really can't do it all. Um, I know you pick, you like you like Patty Mills there coming off the bench. Now he's part of it. You're going to be starting in the absence of Kyrie. Uh, Joe Harris, you know, can shoot the three. You got Seth Curry, Steph's little brother there. I mean, but this really, this team is really, I mean, this team, the way, the way it is, with the just dysfunction, which is Kyrie Irving, and we don't know if he's when he's going to be out on the floor. I, this team is not really built to win, and I don't really know what they need to be successful. To be honest with you, it's just it's just a mess of an organization. They're probably the most disliked organization in all of basketball, or the, or the team that people would dislike the most in all of basketball, just because the they're just they're just an absolute mess. And now with Kyrie recently being suspended, be basically um, he got suspended five games without pay on Thursday. As the you know, basically because he was the, the Nets organization that he unequivocally did not say that he was basically anti-Semitic or did not uh, did not have anti-Semitic beliefs. It was wild to me that in an interview, the reporter Sam literally because he got because remember it was all the thing about he 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 tweeted out a link to uh, uh, this book that was that had uh, basically spewed anti-Semitism and things like that, and they flat out asked him, "Are you anti-Semitic?" The first thing out of his mouth should have been no. Say whatever you want after. The first word, literally the first word should have been no. Did he say that? No, he did not. He said something, I I, I lost the quote. He said something like, how can I be, I'm this. How can I be anti-Semitic, I'm this, or whatever the case is. But he still never said the word no, nor did he apologize if to say, even if he... Just say, just say, hey, I apologize if I offended anybody. I didn't mean that. My that's on me. My bad. Yeah. Didn't even do that. This is. I, I'm telling you. I I I sent this tweet out the other day. Kyrie Irving will be the next Kanye West. He and he will be ostracized by everyone. Nike has already suspended their relationship with Kyrie. Just how Adidas drops Kanye. Remember, Nike already suspended their relationship with, with Kyrie. They may end up dropping him fully one day. Yeah. I'm telling you, the way Kyrie is, the way he's speaking in hyperboles and and his his own feelings and thoughts, and he's he thinks he's so so such a genius. You know this. Remember, this is the same guy who thinks the flat Earth the, the Earth is the Earth is flat. Excuse me. You know, maybe maybe he's maybe he's right, or maybe he just learned didn't learn his shapes in kindergarten. I don't know. Okay, but I'm telling. I feel like Kyrie is the next Kanye West. <laughs> 
I just, I, you know, sometimes I wonder the far reaching depths of mental illness. Um, you just hope that Kyrie has the right people around him. It doesn't seem to be that way. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to to put a pin on this one because I just don't know if this is really him or obviously, Ky- we, as I said, the fact that uh, Kanye's contract with Adidas didn't allow him to keep and have his intellectual property mm-hmm. and he's running around acting like he's a billionaire. No, you're you're a puppet, you know, and so that's on him, though. it's it's on the people around him because he pays lawyers and you Mm -hmm. paid a lawyer who read this and saw that you weren't keeping your intellectual property and they allowed you to sign it you pay those lawyers a lot of money somebody sets you up um you know so i i have to imagine that maybe he doesn't have the right people around him to help guide him is is like we talked like Mm -hmm. you mentioned in the past circle of trust i don't think Kyrie has has the right circle of trust i mean at this point this is just kind of the beginning to the the end unless something changes in the off time he's still young and still uh, hopefully well able to change and figure out like learn how to formulate your responses yes you definitely should have said no and been like (laughs) but i have these like i can understand how people would look at it as him being an anti-semitic if he had just said well i'm not anti-semit i'm not anti-semite but Mm. for me to think that there could be some truth to some of these things look at how it affects a black man's money you know like mm. i don't remember people saying we should stop working with brett Favre. brett Favre siphoned millions of dollars away from the poor mm. to build a uh, volleyball facility for his daughter and put money in his pocket for speeches he never gave but nobody is calling for his head you know and when the subject is uh, an african-american man the hate the energy the energy is not the same. Mm-hmm. The energy is very different. Yeah. That, that much I will say. Yeah, it's just like, you know, and I mean, he did, I think he did post online that, you know, he took responsibility and things like that. And like I said, he'd expect him to kind of issue a public public apology. But literally, so I finally found the quote, and they asked him, uh, when he was later asked during an interview whether he had anti-Semitic beliefs, he said, quote, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from, end quote. The first, again, the first word should have been no. Uh, and I'm not really sure where Kyrie's career goes from here, Obed. So I actually have a, a you write, you mad for you, Obed. Bring it. Bring so it. I say to you, Obed, you write, you mad. Kyrie Irving will end up out of the NBA forever within the next two years. You mad. Um, his money is too tied and important to this. And he's going to recognize, much like when he wasn't playing because of COVID, uh, he needs the game. He's like dude from uh from I can't remember the name of that movie. Uh was it in not in too deep, the joint with Cameron, who's like, I love the game, but if I leave it, everybody gonna love me back. Mm. And he understands that this is this is his identity. Basketball is his identity. It's like, now that he don't have his shoe. And mm-hmm. it, just like Kanye, when they started messing up his money, and he's like, Oh guys, I'm sorry they were testing me and they gave a terrible BS uh, apology. It, too much of what he is and what he wants to be is tied to 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 basketball. He obviously is going to miss the game. He's going to miss the money. He'll be back. He's, like you said, he's cool. already formulating a public apology, right? So that's all they need to hear from him to get him but back. They, he's not still not doing it. But who, what organization, let's say Kyrie is out of the Brooklyn Nets organization after this. What team is going to want to deal with this time and time and time after again? Again, we go back to last year with the whole COVID thing. You know what I mean? 
Um, it'll be know, written into his contract. It'll be written into his contract. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, uh, we we thought he was, you know, untouchable on this contract, but they were able to suspend him without pay, even though he's mm-hmm. one of their top performing individuals. So yeah, I don't know yeah. who who's writing his contract because yeah. that shouldn't they shouldn't be able to do that. So yeah. I wonder if he's got the right people around him. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, he's only, he's only 30 years old. He's got a lot of years left in here. But the way it's going, I, I just honestly don't know what what team is going to want to deal with him. Uh, let's keep it going, Obey. Let's move on to some college football. Uh, probably two. We have two big, big games this uh, for their, this weekend, I'd say today, actually. Um, of course, the biggest one is Tennessee at Georgia. We also have Alabama at LSU later tonight. Um, and now it's going to be number one Tennessee at number three Georgia because the college football player, uh, college football playoff rankings finally came out. And the, the Tennessee is number one in the CFP. CFP and Georgia yes. now, is now number three in the CFP. The, the AP, I think Georgia was tied for the AP yep. poll, Georgia was tied for number two with Ohio State. Georgia was, uh, Tennessee was, excuse me. Yep. Georgia was still number one. But now, yep. CFP came out, CFP rankings came out. Now they're all of a sudden they switch over to that, which is kind of just another kind of thing that's just weird. You go Who, who's got more money? Who's CFP? Okay, so uh, we want okay. the CFP. Yeah. yeah, not the AP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So AP just some writers. We want the money. <laughs> so now it's one at well, number one at number three. And I was pretty shocked. It's kind of funny because there were there were a couple uh reporters and analysts that said they would not be surprised if Tennessee came out at, as as the number one team in the country, ju- really just because they beat Alabama, which I understand. But Georgia's been, pretty much been one number one all year round. Um, uh, quickly on the games, uh, um, for the Tennessee-Georgia matchup, I'm, I'm going to pick Georgia. They've been in this kind of position before. They've got the experience, especially with Kirby Smart, even though Hendon Hooker is looking like a Heisman Heisman Trophy candidate, uh, candidate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Georgia, and it's also because it's at home. As well yeah. too. That's gonna that's gonna big play a big part. And as far as the Alabama LSU matchup, I think it's kind of interesting. Man, I think this one. I mean, I would really love to see if LSU can and Brian Kelly can kind of pull off of this uh, quote unquote this this really get us upset. I mean, it's, it's number six versus number ten. It's not too far off. And an LSU's yeah. at home. I expect Alabama to win because it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. But imagine if Brian Kelly really shuts up all the doubters and all the naysayers that were especially in the beginning of the year, like I said last week when they lost to Florida State to start the year. Imagine if they beat Alabama now and they, you know what I mean? Wow. So I think that's just going to be huge, Obed. Yeah, you know, both of these games of Alabama's sake always are going to come down to the thing that college football lacks of the last three, four years, defense. Uh, whichever team is going to come out here and not play defense and give up 50 points and then lose by one, just going to play boat races. That's all, that's all this is going to end up being. Um, I think the, you know, Georgia Tennessee game is going to be great. I am with you on Georgia winning it. I mean, you know, this is a mm. national championship worthy team mm-hmm. uh, with good coaching at home, hard to be beaten. Um, Tennessee is coming along, but Hey, you know, I, I feel, feel like they released the CFP poll uh, now so that these two teams can have a chance to be at the top because one <laughs> of them isn't going to be when this game is over. Right. Um, and then the Alabama, I expect Alabama to come out and put out a show on LSU, you know, um, again, they think these two coaches know each other very, very well have seen each other a lot over the last decade, you know, that I, the last time we saw Chip Kelly trying to win big game against Alabama, they got smoked, smoked in the, uh, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly, excuse me, Brian Kelly in the national championship game. So, you know, I, I would wager that 
Alabama is going to handle business and do it well. Um, I just don't see, you know, they, the, the Alabama defense allows like, uh, what, like 50, 60, le- yes, large, less yards than um, LSU usually puts up. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have, a, excuse me, excuse me. They allow like over 160 less yards than uh, LSU usually puts up. So, you know, somebody's going to be able to clamp them down. We'll see what happens, but I, I have no faith. I have no doubt that Alabama's going to come out on top on this one. Okay. Quickly, your thoughts. Do you think the college football rankings, when they came out the other day, do you think they got it correct with Tennessee at one, um, Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, and Clemson at four? I think that's kind of the biggest, uh, I guess, quote, controversy, if you will, uh, that Clemson was ahead of Michigan, who came in at, at five, and then Bamba rounding out the top six there. I think that's the biggest thing. People were surprised that Clemson were was ahead of Michigan because Michigan was above Clemson in the AP poll pretty much the entire year. Mm-hmm. Now, Michigan's only big win, quote, was when they beat Penn State, you know, uh, early, uh, was that a couple of weeks ago uh, at home. Um, that's really all they had this this, this year. They're, I mean, their schedule has been has been powder, powder cake soft, fall soft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, but Clemson, okay, they beat a ranked Wake Forest and they beat a ranked NC State team as well as a ranked Syracuse team. So I'm not actually surprised that Clemson jumped them because they've had more quality wins. So Michigan has been playing a soft schedule with these teams. You know, they played UConn, beat them 59 to nothing. They played Hawaii, 50, 56 to 10. It's like Colorado, you're not playing as tough a schedule as Clemson is. Now, Clemson obviously is rolling people over still. And he had a close one against Syracuse. I actually watched that game. That was a good one. But I'm actually not really surprised Clemson came out uh, ahead, ahead of Michigan. And Michigan still has a chance to get in. People were saying, oh, Michigan's kind of pretty much done. No, they're not. Because Michigan and Ohio State are going to play each other at the end of the year. Whoever wins that game is pretty much going to be in the CFP. They're going to go the, going to go, go to the Big Ten championship game, probably going to win the Big Ten. Uh, so that's why I say Michigan's really not out of it. So people kind of are, are freaking out for really nothing right now because they still have a shot as long as they beat Ohio State at the end of the year, right? Right. And, you know, I don't know who this committee is that makes up the CFP rankings, but it's obviously, you know, like your the the rankings are set up. Alabama at six. I don't really know about that. Mm-hmm. Like we you should be doing these as who do we expect to be in the top four and if you don't have alabama in the top four as just a ranking you're lying to yourself because <laughs> where do they end up every time they've had this thing and when is when is alabama missed the playoffs right i don't think they have i don't think they have so a sports book would probably tell you that they're not going to like mm-hmm. the the audacity to have clemson and michigan that high in general they're both playing nobody I don't care. And that's how they get you. They're like, oh, look at the two T, look at the, 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 you know, comparing these two nobodies. Like, no, bro, they're not playing anyone compared to the four that we know are going to be there at the end. So, you know, Tennessee, let's talk about that. Ohio State, Georgia, let's talk about that. Alabama, absolutely. And then it should have been Clemson and Michigan because it, this is, this is fodder. Like, yes, the AP is just writers, but those guys are the people who actually follow the teams intently see all the inner workings i don't know who the cfp is but clearly it's dudes who know that they can make a decision Hmm. but they're not checked on that decision because somebody should have been like whoa guys 
<laughs> what has Damn happened man. the last four or five times we've let this thing out and yeah. how does it look at the end is yeah. generally the same team. This is the way I feel about baseball. It's the same teams at the end of the season. It's the same yeah. team going October. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty but much. I'm a, that's why they love those diehard fans. Like I put a hundred dollars down for my team every first first right before the games with the season starts, opening oh, day. Yeah. The same team that hasn't ever won it. <laughs> yeah, just because it's your favorite team. I never understood that. Like people are, are just unrealistic with their expectations sometimes just because it's their favorite team. Dude, right. like I always say, them damn cowboys fans, bro. They every year, you know, we're going to Super Bowl, right? You know, we're going to Super Bowl, right? But dude, your you, team is trash. Like, you not, know what? Not, when, not, they're not trash. I'm just saying, in objectively, general. objectively, objectively, yeah. But I mean, hey, when you wake up in the, when you grow up in the 90s and you play in the Super Bowl like three, four times, you win them all the time. You know, it's hard. But to, if you know going into a year, like your starting quarterback is gone, your number one R receiver got traded, your top two defensive players are injured, yeah. you're probably not going to be too good. Right, but yeah, yet, most yet most of them don't know football nonsense. enough. Most of them don't know football yeah. enough. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about it. We're gonna learn yeah. about football. Here. Yeah, let's get into yeah. the NFL. Actually, right now, that um, first game I wanted to talk about was the Philadelphia Pittsburgh game. Philadelphia remaining undefeated when they crushed Pittsburgh uh, at uh, in uh, in Philadelphia. Excuse me. In Philly, yep. Yep. In Philly, there uh, winning that game, thirty-five to thirteen. Um, I'm wondering how much longer can Philadelphia remain undefeated and if they can whether they can run the table or not you know uh looking at their schedule it's pretty i would i wouldn't say easy i think they have the easiest remaining schedule of all the nfl teams there are but there are a couple games where i think they can they can they can they can lose but um uh what was your kind of thoughts on this game i mean i don't think it was too really really significant i mean although aj brown went off in this in this one which was you know uh but are they really the biggest threat in the NFC? Um, you know, they're gonna have they're probably gonna have the best schedule. And I said this going into the season because fantasy football analysts have been talking about the schedule since it came out. They had the easiest schedule, the easiest projected schedule by fantasy football uh, uh statistics. And the you know, the mm-hmm. teams that they were supposed to play that you thought were going to be good just aren't good. Right. And so they've been able to literally just kind of do whatever it is they wanted to do, Um, you know, not really learning a lot about them, except maybe they they're not really good at stopping the run because they did give up a hundred plus yard rusher to Damian Pierce, who is a rookie. Right. You know that. And while uh, I think they were these were pity points that Houston was able to score on Thursday night, this uh, a couple days ago, um, going into the half 14, 14 and giving the money line betters a sweat. but yeah, there's no one on the schedule. The only team that can challenge these guys, potentially the Packers, but the Packers are not going to be able to keep up with this firepower, regardless of how studied their defense is. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, the day, the game in Dallas. Yeah, and that's and that's it. Otherwise, Dude, what, what gonna, do you think I, about the Tennessee game? What offense does Tennessee have? Uh, uh, Tannehill's Tannehill's ba- uh, banged up. You know, mm-hmm. are they going to throw Malik Willis out there? Uh, Derrick Henry. It, this is not Derrick Henry of three years ago. You cannot run him into the ground for 25, 30 carries in a game and not throw the ball. He's already got a, a foot injury, a foot mm-hmm. aggravation. And we know he had that Lynn Frank injury. So what happens if they get to that Tennessee game and Derrick Henry is not at 100% or worse, not playing at all? Might as well be the same thing. And um, they've, got, they've, got, uh, they've got a home and home still with the New York Giants. 
the Giants just don't have enough offense, nor defense, I would say, for this team. You know, I think they're going to be able to dispatch the Giants very quickly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be a problem for them. Like I said, I, I, I had it as a you right, you mad. I've talked mm-hmm. about it before. These guys could run the table on the uh, on the regular season because mm-hmm. there's nobody there that's really going to challenge them on this yeah. easy-ass schedule. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, another game I want to quickly touch well, on. Uh, Sherman, I want to ask you, who do you think oh. their biggest threat is? Because if we I'm, think that they're a top dog, who do we think could actually take it to them? I mean, as far as the uh, the uh, NFC, NFC is concerned, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you have to you have to speak on Dallas. I think I think so. Um, Minnesota looks good, but you know, I'm not really sure. I feel like Minnesota is one of those teams that, like, hey, you know, every once in a while it does really good, but then it kind of really doesn't do much at the end. They don't really expect; they kind of just get lucky throughout the regular season. They may go thirteen and four. Or you know, or, or or twelve and five, sure, and then they lose their first round of the playoffs. You know, um, I mean, you have to can still consider San Fran because of what the moves they made. Um, you know, but I think it's number one. It's gonna it's it's Dallas. Like I said, you have to throw Minnesota in there at least just just off just off record wise, and may, and maybe San Francisco. That's it. That's really all I mean because every other team is pretty pretty midi- mediocre right now. Right. Majority of the NFC teams are actually other than the most like I said, the NFC East is the best division in the in the NFC. Other than that, every if you look at all the all, all the other teams' rankings, then the Minnesota was leading that division, and then Seattle. Every other team is pretty much under five hundred. Right. You know, it's a bunch of a bunch right. of bad, poor, poorly playing teams. You know, obviously right. we're only halfway through the year. Can teams turn it around? Of course they can. But yeah. right now, like I said, to, to to Philly, the biggest threats are Dallas, possibly Minnesota. And maybe San Francisco. San Francisco is a, a 500 win, 500 team right now at four and four. So, they are a 500 team. <laughs> so it's just not I, really saying, you know. I, I will call it now. I will call it now. If the if the Eagles do not correct the issues that they have with uh, allowing the run, they gave up 168 rushing yards, 27 carries, 139 yards to Damian Pierce, who is a rookie. Who is a rookie? Oh, we're talking about yeah, yeah from the from the Thursday night game now. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. the Eagles don't fix that, the 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 San Francisco 49ers are going to run all over them in a crushing upset in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling it now because mm-hmm. nobody is going to run on people better than San Francisco. And if you don't know how to stop them, listen. He, they, they did trade away Jeff Wilson, but when Eli Mitchell comes back, and they have Tyrion Davis Price, and they have Debo Samuel, and they have Christian McCaffrey. It's gonna it's gonna be upsetting to the Eagles if they don't fix that because that's a it's a it's shown now to be a clear issue and teams are gonna try to attack that and the best running team in the NFL is probably the the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the teams that really has been struggling offensively as of late is the Las Vegas Raiders. They got shut out of it. It's the New Orleans Saints. And this is probably the most disappointing story of the first half of the season, especially for me, who I picked Derek Carr as my possible MVP candidate. Yeah, I did was... say Josh Allen would be right there with him. And I even did say Josh Allen would probably overtake Derek Carr later in the year. But, man, was I off with this one. This Raiders team is awful. Sherman, what went wrong, dog? What went wrong? I, I honestly, I, I, to me, it's Josh McDaniels. He's not meant to be at a coach. We said it a few weeks ago uh, when our guest Asani was on the air with us. And 
he's an offensive great offensive mind you so maybe he's just good when he has Tom Brady maybe that's the case but or maybe just being the head coach is just too much for him you know he needs to be a coordinator you no know, wants call some plays draw some things up and let Barrios maybe it's just too much for him to hang, handle you know sort of like uh Nathaniel Hackett over in Denver maybe that's that could be it there too right I don't know but <clears throat> the fact that Devontae Adams one catch for three yards is insane he only targeted him five times Mac Hollins got more targets than Devontae Adams forced him a row got more targets than Devontae Adams okay it's insane and I'm, I mean, Derek Carr only threw for one on one and an interception. But man, you got you got Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, out here out playing Derek Carr, uh, you know, and with with no Michael Thomas, who's pretty much done for the year, which is just yeah. a, he's just a walking injury. Yeah. Um. No that Jarvis. Yeah. No Jarvis Landry in this game either, and yet you get shut out by the Saints. I mean, I try to tell you guys, I'm I'm very intimately aware of you know, New England Patriots OCs and what they did after they left. The coach was overwhelmed by overwhelmed by his responsibilities. That coach's name, Charlie Weiss. The coach was overwhelmed by his responsibilities and thought he could do more than he could really handle. That coach's name was Bill O'Brien. Okay. Like it's, there's nothing different. And, and we watched, we watched because of nepotism, we watched Josh McDaniels do it across three organizations now because he did it with, the Rams he did it with the Broncos now he's doing it with the Raiders after he left the Colts standing at the altar Mm -hmm. I don't know why people thought he was going to be good or they were going to be good because he is just not a good coach at the head coaching position Mm -hmm. and he hasn't done anything effectively as a offensive coordinator away from the Patriots system and a Hall of Fame quarterback so like, you know, I, I try to, I try to say it in plain speak sometime because we've watched, <laughs> we've watched too much football to think that these guys are the, the, the one offensive coordinator from the Patriots who was an assistant, who was out there grinding and going to teams and making things work. And nobody he wasn't in the cameras, all the coaches that come from the Patriots, I want to be in the cameras. Those guys end up being losers, but the mm-hmm. ones who are on the grind and do well, the Brian Flores is the Brian mm-hmm. Dables. Those are the people Bama's going to talk about because they're not out here trying to get shine with their mouth because your mouth ain't worth jack squat. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, to, I mean, you hit it on the head a little bit. Even look at the, on the defensive side, your boy Matt Patricia. He couldn't get it done himself either. He want to be in the sure. cameras. He want to be all in the videos. He yeah. want to be all in the like, What are you doing? Some dog? people aren't meant to get be head coaches. Get out of the get out of the limelight, dog. You're not meant for this. Some yeah, some yeah, people not are not you. meant to be head coaches. They just can be Joe coordinators. Judge. Joe Judge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joe Judge coordinated, coordinated the wide receivers, and we had one of the worst wide receiver seasons ever. But you guys think he could be a head coach. Please stop with the nepotism. <laughs> please please stop with that. Oh, man, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I honestly don't know what's next for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean – Relegation? <sighs> I, I, yeah, it's it's so it's so disappointing you know it really really it really really is i mean and looking at their schedule coming up they should get some easy wins here again maybe you playing against jacksonville indianapolis even against denver who we mentioned as well jacksonville too. can play jacksonville travis, yeah, you're travis right. etn travis etn can move coming, the rock yeah, he's coming along right? bro. they have they have now that they have competent coaching it's mm-hmm. interesting now that they have competent coaching with doug patterson you can actually see 
the the true issues in the game right mm-hmm. like james robinson isn't working get rid of them mm-hmm. give more work to etn etn's taking off the wide receivers aren't really looking good let's move them around bring in zay jones we like zay jones christian kirk pay him he's doing a lot of good things for us yeah. the tight end position bring in evan ingram a guy that i remember from my time in the nfc east i'm talking as coach Pedersen here i like him mm-hmm. he's got here scoring touchdowns now the quarterback isn't really good and the quarterback is making bad decisions. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's not having a terrible year. But yeah, he is. For the number one overall draft pick, all the all the glitz and glamour that came with dra- drafting him, he wasn't even really a good prospect coming out of school. Like, the, the same people who think that uh, Trevor Lawrence is, like, the greatest tra- prospect ever are the same people who thought that Tebow was a good quarterback. <laughs> if you catch that one i i mean he's 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 12th in the league in, in passing yards right now with just over 1800 yards and only, it's a, only it's has six interceptions league. it's a passing league if you don't pass you're gonna die mm-hmm. so you know i'm not gonna give him credit for tossing the ball around a whole chunk because this is today's nfl you should be tossing the ball around a whole chunk yeah yeah but anyway let's let's keep it going a bit. i wanted to talk about the team you mentioned a few minutes ago with the san francisco 49ers Ooh. they got a pretty uh easy convincing win over the los angeles rams i feel like Kyle Shanahan just owned Sean McVay in the regular season. Now we know Sean McVay finally got a win in him over Shanahan in the playoffs last year. It led them gone and they forced went on to win the Super Bowl. But yeah. the Niners just rule the Rams in the regular season. And this was a game where Tristan, uh, Tristan uh, Christian, excuse me, Christian McCaffrey had a touchdown trifecta, throwing for one, running for one, and catching for a score as well. Um, man, and this Rams offense looks terrible. They look just so inconsistent. It's like they yeah. come out, they came out pretty strong to start. And the, I don't know what's Matthew Stafford just looks bad this year, man. You know, what happened to the Stafford and like when he was in with Detroit throwing for five thousand yards in a season, you know? And not to say that he doesn't have weapons. He's got Cooper Cup. He had OBJ last year. He's got Allen Robinson the second this year, you know. Not to say he doesn't have anybody. Van Jefferson coming back, yeah. You know, this offense in Stafford just looks real, real pedestrian, Obed. And I'm not really sure what to think of it. No O-line. Lack of cohesion. And Stafford looking like Roger is only trying to target one player or not looking to work with others. Like, once the entire league realizes that you're only throwing to this guy, we're going to take that away as best we can. And we're going to figure out what the other – issues in the armor is and it's that they have no offensive line and again this is on this is on the um the team and the front office to address the fact that you don't have an offensive line right now you have holes across the place that the across the meat that you need to see uh so that you can come out here and and you know make plays keep your your quarterback upright and a quarterback whose arm is already a little finicky mm-hmm. hasn't been throwing well he's yeah. probably going to need as much time and space with that ball to make a play as he can uh, and you're not yeah. giving him that, you know, because they and they are, they have no run game at all, no at run all. game at all. But and now you have this issue where you're bringing Cam Akers back because you refuse to field calls to get him out of the team off the team. Like you don't want him to play, but you won't trade him. Like what sense does that make? The same thing with Brandon Cooks with the Houston uh, uh, Texans. Texans. Like, yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to play for you. You guys and you guys are not going to take a trade that comes off a good offer it's it's the undoing i mean at the end of the day they had a lot of hubris going into the postseason and not really focusing on the fact that like your best offensive lineman is now sitting at a desk calling games because he was in his 40s right Mm -hmm. like and then you think drafting a a guy high in the third round and then a seventh rounder was going to make up no you should have been paying off like what happened with 
after the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, they went out and immediately spent a bunch of money on their offensive line, and now they're back. Don't win a Super Bowl and think that everything you're doing is better than the actual things that we know will make you lose games, which is not having a healthy offensive line. Look at the Patriots. Look at the Patriots. So look at the Bucks right now. The Bucks have a terrible offensive line situation. Well, remember those guys. Their guys got hurt before the season started. So that's yes, no, fair, absolutely fair. But inaccuracies and issues in the offensive line dead in a team. Oh yeah, for sure. Not, yeah, and they yeah. had, and the Rams had a chance to address that, and they did not, and so we have our situation now. Yeah, it's just I honestly don't know if the Rams will even make the playoffs at this point. I don't think they will at all. Wow. I don't think they will. That that's that's hard to say. That's rough to say for sure. Why? Why is that rough? Who are you going to take on the road? You can't take this show anywhere. And now Cooper Cup is because of hubris. Cooper Cup is now injured because you had him in at one one the last two minutes of the game that you guys were getting blown out. You might as well pull your starters and just go see what you have in the rest of the roster. You're right, you're right for sure. Um, the other game I wanted to quickly talk about was the Buffalo Green Bay game from last Sunday night. Buffalo controlled that game most of the way. They came up with that victory, twenty-seven to seventeen. It wasn't that close to as the scoreboard as, uh, says it was. Buffalo I don't think it's as far away as they're making it out to be. If they don't wave off the Robert Tanyan touchdown, what does the score look like in the third quarter? Like I think, I think there's some questionable calls there. And I always also said this when they got the Gabe Davis touchdown on a clear push off mm-hmm. uh, when they were playing against Kansas City. You know, I think you give you don't listen. Robert Tanyan was being held and then threw the guy off of him and then went out into the route. But they called, they didn't call defensive pass interference. They call offense pass interference and wave off the touchdown. He's wide open because they had bad coverage and weren't covering one of the best guys that Aaron Rodgers actually likes. So I think it's a different game if we're, you know, uh, 24, 27 in the third quarter uh, and going into the fourth quarter. I think it's a completely different game. Uh, I think Buffalo also put out, kind of sl- slowed up on the gas a little bit too, being that the game was kind of in the in the in the bag, you know, if you will, late in the fourth start, quarter. Started playing James Cook, started playing James Cook a bunch to see what they had there before they ultimately make uh, a made trade move over right. here. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was because if it was a you know within a one score game, I think that Buffalo would have kind of kept exactly what they were doing going you know and the offense yeah. going that's why i say that you know but uh, i mean what's they, up with these picks what's up with these picks for uh josh allen man you know what's up with josh allen trying to use his arm as a battering ram he got to survive this season man what's mm-hmm. going on yeah yeah for sure he can't let that happen i mean stefan dick still had a good game yeah but you know you can see the frustration in aaron Rodgers, man uh yeah. he just does not believe in his guys he yeah. doesn't well, he's just not like, his guys. These are these are floor guys. These aren't his guys. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, I'll give. Right. I will give. Okay, you'll bet. I'll give you that. But yeah. he's just like, yo, it is what it is, man. We didn't, and it, they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. They did nothing to help him out. Ooh. Meanwhile, there was teams making deals left and right. Bolt. Yeah. Look, pretty much seems like Chicago's giving up on that defense on the defense defensive side because. They just they traded away Roquan Smith to Baltimore the other day um, at the trade deadline. Um, they also didn't they trade away their other defensive star a couple like, the week they before? did uh, Brandon Quinn. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The other yeah. So it's like, wait, you gave away your two best defensive players? Okay, because that makes sense. Yeah. But yet they want to go out and get uh, Pittsburgh's wide receiver Chase Claypool to give. Yeah. Justin Fields, a some sort of another weapon, if you another will. Another weapon that he doesn't throw to because now they're doing a bunch of design runs, which 
honestly, like they're giving the people what they wanted with these designed runs. But really what it's ending up being is they're like, just go ahead and run the clock out. Just just go run around and run to keep the clock rolling so we can get out of these games quick, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe we might sneak a team and get OW on them because the clock's running out. Um, but they, they're not in the interest of having him throw. Like how many passes is Justin Fields throwing in a game? 20, maybe mm. 25, maybe they're honestly, they're, but everyone's buying into Justin Fields and they really believe that he can be that franchise quarterback. Like I said, I've been high on Justin Fields, you know, for a while now. Uh, but like I, and I've said it multiple times, you, you know, I think both have said it, they don't, they don't give him anything. You know, they're trying to put pieces around him because they didn't really put anything around him before the season started. That's for sure. Right. Um, and now, okay, you got Chase Claypool. Uh, can he be there, that number one guy, you know, along with Dar Darnell Mooney? Well, we'll see. I don't think Darnell Mooney's even a number one wide receiver, to be honest with you. He's but, not at all. You know, um, Nikhil Harry had a lot of high expectations coming out of college. He didn't live up to that hype whatsoever, you know. Um, but like I said, dude, you got to give you got to give Fields something. Yeah, these guys average 150 yards passing a game. What is Chase Claypool going to do for that? Like, let's let's just you know kind of understand what's going on here. Mm -hmm. They're they are great. They brought a guy in. They're still going to draft somebody. Vilas Jones is not getting it done for them. I drafting an old an old rookie. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I get I get that they that there's a belief that they're rallying around him. I don't think that's what it is. I think they're just mm -hmm. going to let him run, make plays and the clock runs and it works out to their favor because they're just going to lose a whole bunch of games regardless of what it looks like on the field. Yeah. Um, a couple other teams made some moves. Uh, I think Miami got picked up Bradley Chubb from Denver and sign and trade. Yep. And yep. Tried, they that, that's what do you think about that one? Because people are saying now Miami is still a, is a Super Bowl contender. Um, I would say with Jeff Wilson addition, I think has, has, also bolstered the fact that like okay you know the one thing you worry about is Raheem Mostert getting injured and not being able to finish the season and with how well they've been running well you slide Jeff Wilson in who has a lot of experience and uh familiarity with the system once he gets up to speed on the playbook I'm sure he can come out here and hit the zones in the uh, zone blocking scheme very well he's running very well while Eli Mitchell was out before they brought in Christian McCaffrey um you know, I don't actually think that they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't care what people think about the numbers, uh, the as fantasy would call it spreadsheet socialism of like, oh, look at how good he's doing. You know, I, I it's a lot of this stuff is mildly fraudulent, mildly fraudulent. I mean, if you can get to the QB, you can disrupt enough. Mm. You know, when you've got the two fastest guys in the NFL on a track meet every week you know mm. it's gonna it's gonna take a pretty good defense to try to at least slow these guys down but you know we'll see what happens when it's cold out you mm -hmm. know we'll see what happens when when you get smacked by a safety and it's you know 10 <laughs> degrees out um so, and you know some of these games that they have coming up this is really a super bowl caliber team we're gonna find out uh in december when they have to play at the bills then they play the packers and then they go play the patriots and you mentioned the you mentioned the Bills. They got they picked up Naheem Hines from Indianapolis. Um, Probably one of the smartest trades, but one I, of the most like you didn't really need him trades. He, right, right. I mean, because you kind of you gave up James Cook, that rookie running back, um, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, because they don't really run the ball too much, but I think they wanted a more experienced. Because like I said, I'm there's I think there's I think the vote is still out on Devin Singletary. To be honest with you, 
I think, I think that's what it is. And if you can kind of split hit time with him with Naheem Himes, because James Cook wasn't really looking like, you know, he could be that back what they thought he was when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, okay, you got a veteran guy, Naheem Hines, you know, who's, who's, who's been a starter once before, you know, in Indianapolis. Okay. Why not bring somebody like that in to kind of help out with the run game? If, if, if Singletary gets hurt or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad move, but yeah. Did you 100% need to make that trade to like help you with a Super Bowl? No, probably not. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I would agree. I don't, I don't mind the trade though. Yeah, I mean, so really, if you go back before the season, you see that they're filling a need. What they wanted was a pass catching back, a change of pace guy. Some mm. of the best running and best that the Bills' offense has looked is with Devin Singletary starting. They already tried to test this by bringing in Zach Moss and playing him over Singletary. And Zach Moss ain't that guy. That's mm. why he's in Indianapolis now. Before yeah, the season Moss, started, yeah, not yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. But before the season started, they tried to sign JD McKissick. JD McKissick is a pass catching back. They need a guy who can cast, catch the ball at the running back position. He didn't go. He went back to Washington. So they draft James Cook, expecting James Cook to be the pass catching back. He's mm-hmm. not getting it done. Probably is not getting it done in pass protection as well. So they're like, hey, we need an established pass catching running back to offset our two down guy that we look the best with in Devin Singletary. And that guy is Naeem Hines. Yeah. Naeem Hines is there to be the pass catching back. I think he's a great pass catching back. He's a proven pass catching back. It's on Josh Allen to learn to throw to the slot and learn to throw to the flat because big booming throws he's great at. But when you force him to play the check down game, things don't seem to work out for him. Them passes that were picked off, my understanding from the uh, the Packers game, some of those were underneath. Mm. You know, if and he's thrown picks underneath to Isaiah McKenzie and uh and to uh, I can't even remember the other slot guy from uh, Washington. Um, but, you know, I think there's more an issue there where we got to know the routes that Josh Allen likes to throw to underneath and make sure that those are protected enough with the right players and the right uh, uh, personnel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, not mad at it. Can definitely get some run there. And, and honestly, stand up job to the Indianapolis Colts for not sending him to some trash organization. Like I can imagine that was a very hard conversation for a player who played very well for you over the years. Mm. And then to be able to say, Hey buddy, we're going to send you to hopefully win a Super Bowl. Mm. That, that, that would be nice <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other news, Obed, before we move on to our, you write, you men and make our picks, the uh, looks like the Washington commanders might be making some moves. Um, they, the Snyder's hired bank of America securities to explore um, different, different transactions, possibly a sale of the team. I think, that, I think as a, spokes, a spokesperson for the commander said that all options are on the table at, the, at this moment. Right. Um, uh, even the, but now, I mean, it's come out the U.S. Attorney's Office are, are is investigating the commanders over alleged financial improprieties. Right. Um, what's going on with, with, your, with your team out in D.C., Obed? Oh, Dan Snyder got caught stealing money from the the uh, the NFL. He got caught hold, withholding funds from... Uh, season tickets to the tune of millions of dollars um and then you know running basically a a house of ill repute you know he's he's <laughs> if you've ever seen twin peaks this man is running one-eyed jacks in the in the dmv um and it's uh it is not gonna work out well for him you know he cheated his partners um he has downtrodden the team uh and i think it's time for him to go uh, i've 100 agree i think i've said this numerous times here on this show that they need new ownership uh, I think RG3 even came out and said he's interested in, in becoming part of, 
of, of the new ownership. He's raising his, some funds. I'm not sure if he's serious. 0.011% is that he's trying to get. Hey, <laughs> if you can if you can get people and whatever, you know. A he's lot such of people... a Bama. He's such a Bama. Guess, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people calling now. This is the time where possibly a majority Black-led ownership team can come into play here. Whether, like I said, if it's whether if it's major- outright or the majority ownership, it would be nice to see that. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here and if it's not if Snyder will stick around or not. Um, but Obed, let's get into our next segment. You write you mad. I believe you have one for me here. So. I do. Sherman, you write you mad. The big wins are great, but the last two Philly games taught us nothing. Uh Obed, yeah, I guess I would say you right if you're referring to kind of the last two, because I mean, what have they really done the last two games? Um, they beat Houston just this past Thursday, two days mm-hmm. ago. They beat Pittsburgh last Sunday. Neither team, which is Irish, is any good. Um, you know, but I got to say, they still look like a complete football team. I, other than, you know, you mentioned about them being unable to stop the run, yeah. you know, but I mean, they, I don't know, man. Like we it's, again, it's, that's why this this San Francisco team is going to be. That's why be, I said, yeah, that's it. I, that's why I listed them as one of the threats yeah. earlier in the, in the episode, you know, the show here. But they're not playing nobody, and and you've got AJ Brown out here pointing at guys like that. That's a, <laughs> that's a what? What are you doing? He literally there had a double team. Was like, yo, got you, got you. Yeah, it's like you know? these are these are nobodies. They're just trying out here, dog. You're on a you're on a great season right now. You know, yeah. for me, it's like the excess celebration for games that like you should you are expected to win. Mm-hmm. You're expected to win. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have one. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to go look at the last two games, yeah, the last two games haven't really shown us anything because, yeah, they were easily favored to beat Pittsburgh. They won that game by 22 points, easily favored to beat Houston. They won that game by 12. Although I think they should have beat Houston by more. But I think it's also because the short week. You know, yeah. limited days rest, things like that. You know, coming off yeah. the game Sunday and then playing Thursday night. So, uh, but we'll see how it goes there. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it going, Obed. Let's finish up with our Week Nine picks in the NFL. Uh, week Eight wasn't too too bad uh, for you. Uh, I, I went nine and six. You went twelve and three. Ugh, I am hurting this year, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's get into our Week Nine picks. Of course, the Thursday night game already happened, but I think we know we were both going with Philadelphia there. Yeah, I don't think anybody's picking. I don't think expected yeah. us to pick Houston. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I think we are crazy. Um, next match of Los Angeles at Atlanta. You know, I was going Los Angeles a bit until I found out. Nor Keenan Allen nor Mike Williams will be playing in this game. Yeah, they're both going to be out. They've had a chair. The Chargers have a plethora of injuries. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple offensive linemen that are hurt or running back. Yeah. So I'm actually changing my pick. I'm going to go with the Falcons. They had this one at home. The Falcons yeah. have not been that bad. They're yeah, having they tough losses right. with, their, with their small margins. The Falcons are not as bad as people think they are. No, um, so, they're not. And I think they're expecting their turn of quarter L Patterson. So I'm probably, I'm not yes. going to join you on that one and, and pick Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Atlanta here in this one. Um, Miami at Chicago. Again, we talked about both these teams earlier when we talked about the recent moves that they made in the trades. Yeah. yeah especially if they go, like I said, Chicago lost their two best defensive players in, in Robert Quinn and Roquan yeah. Smith, yeah. which is just insane. People that led the league in tackles. Uh, so Miami, I think this offense is going to light up this Bears defense now. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to echo your sentiments there. I just don't think there's a match. It's not a competition. 
Carolina at Cincinnati. We all know the uh, the mess that Carolina has been, you know, Matt Rule being gone, trading away Christian McCaffrey. Baker Mayfield's still going to be coming off of the bench, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think he's, you know, I think P.J. Walker is still there, is still going to be their starter, yeah. which, is, which is kind of interesting. So, so, but yeah, Cincinnati all the way, even without Jamar Chase, uh, Cincinnati. I'd rather see P.J. Walker out there than waste their time with quarterbacks we know are not good in, in Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Um, I'm 100% echoing the same thing. There's, there's no way that, uh, what's it called, Carolina wins this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Green Bay at Detroit. We all know Green Bay has pretty much owned the Detroit Lions in years of past. The Lions defense is non-existent as they have been pretty much for the past 30 years. Uh, I'm going to go Packers. Finally getting a turn around, turn this thing around, getting a win here after losing four in a row. Yeah, I got to go with the Packers. And, you know, Green Bay is going to not look great most of the year, but they should be able to get this win. Indianapolis at New England, going to go with your, your Patriots old bed here at home. Indy, you know, um, playing their backup QB. Matt Ryan is pretty much done for the year unless some less injury comes in, they stay put him back in. But, uh, yeah, Patriots all the way. Yeah, Patriots all the way. I mean, Indianapolis. Sam Ellinger did not look bad, and I think he might actually be the next, like, Taylor Heineke could be a starter in this league and make some mm. plays. Let yeah. me ask you really quickly. Do you think New England wins this game by a close margin, or could they win by, like, 16 points, 17 points? They could win by 17 points just off the fact that, like, you know, QB, rookie QBs don't really do well against BB. Um, it's in New England as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't, they're not ready to, to, and they can't give all the work to Jonathan Taylor because he's not going to be there. Um, you mm. know, so I think it's going to be a, a work in progress for them, but this is, this could be a big win for New England. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, next matchup, Buffalo at the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, pretty easy one here. The Jets look like, look pretty, pretty decently um, earlier in the year. And now they've got some injuries. Zach Wilson, not sure if he's looking like that dude anymore. Uh, but he yeah. never was. He never was. <laughs> and if they want to make a playoffs and they want to have a serious run, they're going to sit him. It's coming. Mm. Mark my words. Flacco's going to start? Probably Mike White. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know right. I know. it sounds crazy, but... Yeah, Zach I was going to say. Zach Wilson has never been it. The past regime just didn't set them up well enough. They really should be throwing. Should have should have tried to make a move to bring over Brett Rippon or somebody like that to right the ship. Um, but Zach Wilson, you just not... He's just missing wide open plays, you know, alienating uh, wide receivers because he loves Bracken Berrios, but Elijah Moore would probably win, be winning you games if you gave him more balls. Like uh, Elijah Moore's response was like, how do you feel about your relationship uh, with... Uh, Zach Wilson, and he's like, <laughs> what relationship? He doesn't throw me the ball. Oh, got him. How do you have a relationship with somebody who doesn't play with you? Yeah, facts. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think we're both going Buffalo here, right? Okay. 100%, yeah. Yep, Minnesota at Washington. Uh, in Minnesota, they're going to keep rolling. There's, you know, they're going to improve Easily. to seven and one here for sure. Washington doesn't have anything for them. Double that up. Yeah, this is the uh, the uh, Kevin O'Connell and uh, Kirk Cousins revenge game, and they're about to come out here and put on all eight show. Las Vegas at Jacksonville. You know, I almost want to go Jacksonville in this one, but I think Vegas needs to win this game if they want to be somewhat, you know, uh, relevant this remaining part of the year. Uh, so I'll go Raiders just because they they have to have this win. Yeah, I'm going Raiders. I think hopefully uh, this is this was uh, the second or third long conversation that the uh, the owner of the team had with Josh McDaniels after the game. I think I think the writings on the on the wall that he needs to start picking up some W's on these easy teams or he's going to be out of the job. 
Yeah. Uh, Seattle and Arizona. I wanted to go Seattle on this one. I actually wanted to go Seattle last week, and he made me mm-hmm. change. He convinced me to change my pick over the Giants. Should have kept Seattle. This yeah. one, I want to go with Seattle again. You know, but for some reason, I, I almost I want to change my pick to Arizona. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about this game. You know, it's, yeah, it's, Arizona's it's been in Glendale. Yeah, and just Seattle is doing everything right, and they're being they're able to play. Uh, and while you know Arizona hasn't looked bad, you know mm-hmm. I haven't really seen uh, uh, Robbie Anderson come around yet. Obviously, mm-hmm. if if anybody knows that you have to make sure that you're keeping an eye on uh, DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know. So I mean that the fact that D Hop is back exactly. Uh, I'm gonna go Arizona. Oh Ben. I like it. I like it. You know, and you're going. I might change it tomorrow, but so far I'm going to stick with Seattle. <laughs> okay. Um, Los Angeles at Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a, another good one here. You know, a rematch from the playoff game from last year. Rams and Bucks. Obed. Uh, you know, man, um, this, I'm, this LA I'm taking team. Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I feel like I should take Tampa Bay as well, too. I wanted to go L.A. Because, because man, this LA offense, the only is just thing, bad. yeah, the only, I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 is Cooper Cup playing? Yes, but he's, he's injured. Yeah, I think I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll go, I'll go Tampa Bay as well, too. Yeah, because it just doesn't, something doesn't feel right there. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee at Kansas City in the Sunday night matchup. Got to go, Chiefs. Of course. Um, Tannehill, not sure if he's playing. I think Willis is going to be getting the start. Not sure there, but yeah, Chiefs are about to light it up for sure on Tennessee. Right, Obed? Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. And the Monday night matchup, Baltimore at New Orleans. Going to go Ravens. Um, Even though the Saints put up, you know, 24 against the Vegas Raiders last week. Such a lopsided game. Yeah, and this one's in New Orleans. I'll still go Baltimore. Um, As I said, they've improved that that, that defense, you know, with with the trade, so... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Ravens. Yeah, bringing in Rokon Smith. I mean, that's a solid move right there to uh, have Thanks. somebody to bolster your defense. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it, especially with what looks like the resurgence of Alvin Kamara. You definitely want to have a good uh, line roaming running back there, line roaming linebacker there, uh, to make sure that you kind of snuff those out. I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Yep, yep. Uh, well, Obed, I think that is gonna do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Um, any last words for the people before we roll out of here, sir? The holidays are upon us. No, I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Stop <laughs> trying to push fuss forward. Forget it, guys. Remember, don't get into the whole uh, hullabaloo about Christmas. Remember that we have. Amazon Prime Day and Black Friday coming, right? Yo, you have some mm-hmm. Amazon deals. Go the out facts. there and get that Roomba you've been thinking about. Don't let <laughs> that sweat you into spending stuff for Christmas. You can get some deals this month. Yo, I feel like I, I you know, it's, I'm so I'm so glad you mentioned that old bed. Yeah, it's like yeah, Thanksgiving is coming up because if it was up to Bed Bath and Beyond, because they told me it was it was pretty much Christmas right now since right. the day after Halloween. So right. yeah, is the Christmas tree up in Costco? Really? Yo, for real, yeah. son. They, they yo, these people yeah. love putting up stuff for Christmas early. But uh, yep. Well, folks, I hope you enjoy the weekend. Thanks for listening once again. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for Obed. I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.